Hello there, I'm Kevin Scott, writer of Star Wars The High Republic from Marvel, and you're listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. I have been expecting you. A Utini Podcast Network production. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Episode 165, Star Wars Celebration Part 1. That's what a reckoning sounds like. On this episode, the Utini crew talks about their experiences with Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. That is all. That's the tweet. They're watching me now. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Living Force, a Utini Network podcast all about, gosh, everything. Star Wars Celebration. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson. I am running on minimal sleep and pure adrenaline, but I'm here after one of the best weekends of my life to tell you all about it with some of my best friends whom I already miss, including the man who is quite literally putting everything on the line just to do this podcast before he sells his house, Dr. Corey Helton. Hey, man. Hello, everyone. Listen to our voices. Oh, my gosh. It's a it's insane. <laughs> this is uh, rough, my guy. <laughs> it really is. So, listen, I am... Uh, I have to explain my current setup and my state of well-being because... I am selling my house tomorrow, <laughs> closing on my house tomorrow. Um, I don't have, I don't even have, right before the show, I realized I don't have internet <laughs> anymore. <laughs> they disconnected it. <laughs> so I am hot spotting for my cell phone, which is perched in a window. I'm holding a mic. If you can see this in the video, I don't even have a, I don't even have a, <laughs> a boom arm just holding it like a plebeian. And I'm on a laptop and everything is empty and echoey and awful. And, you know, it probably looks bad. Uh, but I'm here. And I'm barely alive. I was telling the guys before the show, uh, I took a red-eye flight home from L.A. to uh, Tennessee with a layover in Atlanta last night. And we left at 11 p.m. And uh, I landed here at 9 a.m. And now I've been doing basically house stuff since then. So, like, I think I slept, like, maybe two hours on the flight. And otherwise, I've been awake since yesterday morning <laughs> when I got up to go to the show floor early at Star Wars Celebration. So, you know, I am... To say I'm running on fumes, like, I'm probably slurring my words at this point, guys. Like, bear with me, please. <laughs> we are somehow going to get Corey even more unfiltered, y'all, and I cannot wait. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we also have, of course, uh, one of our best friends who was not able to join us this past weekend, and it is already one of the great regrets of my life, but my goodness, he's here. He's bright and beautiful and ready to talk about his celebration experience. It's Dr. Charles Hankel. I miss you, dude. What's What's up, up, guys? I've missed you, too. I'm glad I could be here tonight. I'm glad we could all be here tonight. Thanks, Corey, for pushing through and doing this. I I have no complaints. I can't complain next to you guys. I am Uh, (laughs) well-rested. I just just got back from an impromptu beach beach day with some friends, so that was was cool. Um, But, yeah, my, my only... My only complaint is that I did not go to celebration, but you guys helped me to kind of feel like I was there. I was there in spirit, and it was a ton of fun to follow along. So I'm stoked too, because this is the first time we've really had to debrief, even you know, yeah. even us just as friends. So I'm excited yeah. to hear about your experience. Yeah, I don't know if any of y'all that went to celebration were able to keep in contact with your friends and family outside. I absolutely was not. Nope. Uh, I thought everyone was radio silent for four days. So, yeah, Charles, I can't wait to just chat with you as a bro and tell you about our time and kind of just figure out what Star Wars is going to be for the next year. But, of course, we could not do that with the man 
with the custom cowboy hat, which I saw in glorious person on Saturday night. It's Wes Jenkins. Hey, man. Hello, everyone. Much like my fellow co-host, I, too, am also quite tired. Um, Oh, unlike Charles. But um, we got everything rolling. We want to talk about the experiences that we had, the people that we met, the things that we saw, um, the stuff that we bought. Yes. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, So I can't wait to, to show off some of the things and some of the experiences that we had. Absolutely. So that is what we're doing tonight and, and likely next week. We'll see if we get through it all in one show. I'm very skeptical. Uh, but we're going to talk about some of our favorite moments. We're going to show off some things we got. And then we're basically going to take all of you kind of day by day, uh, kind of chronicle our experience, talk about the panels. And if you weren't following along, we're going to catch you up on everything that happened at Celebration. And oh my goodness, there's a lot. If you missed any of the coverage, I actually highly recommend you going to our Twitter account at Utini underscore US. We live tweeted a bunch of panels. And a lot of you that are listening and watching maybe first-time listeners and watchers because we got a lot of new faces um, at yeah, Celebration uh, that came to the booth or that came and saw us at our party or who followed along with the live tweets. So welcome. Uh, we already love you. I hope you feel welcome. I hope you're having a great time. This is not how we sound usually. Uh, so <laughs> tune in next week for the full thing. But, uh, yeah, at UTN underscore US, there's pictures, there's play-by-plays, but we're going to go through those as well. But before we get to that, obviously we want to jump into Celebration, but before we do, a really, really critical event happened whilst we were at Celebration, and we haven't been able to chat as a crew yet. Charles, I want to throw it to you, dude. First two episodes of Obi-Wan, just what you think, just basic. Oh gosh. Um, I mean, I had the, the weird experience I shared with y'all. I was going to be in the hospital, uh, whenever it dropped and it ended up dropping early, right? Earlier than we thought at 3 PM. And I was like, I'm chancing it. I can't waste any time. I sat down, I watched both of the episodes straight through. I did not get a single page. The force was with me. Oh my God. And, um, and it was, it was interesting. I mean, it was, uh, I was isolated myself in in the hospital in a call room overnight, you know, and, and Ben um, Hankel. That's right. That's right. The old (laughs) hermit that sleeps on the futon. Um, that's me. (laughs) And, uh, and it was pretty perfect. Like as, as, I don't know, not ideal as that situation was, like the actual experience of watching the episodes was pretty perfect. And I really, I have no complaints. I mean, I know we'll talk a lot about this on an upcoming bounty hunt, so I won't take too much time, but I'll just say that this was 100% what I wanted thus far. And it's not about what I wanted, but that still feels good. And it's it's movie quality. Like it, it is so well made up to this point from Ewan's acting to, to Deborah Chow's directing. I mean, you name it, everyone has really hit it out of the park so far. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, a bunch of us were fortunate enough to be at the premiere on Thursday night. Uh, they surprised a bunch of us that went to the opening panel by saying that we were going to come back to the celebration <laughs> giant stage. And we watched the first two episodes on a giant screen with 5,000 Star Wars fans in the cast and crew. And it was a religious experience, straight up. <laughs> and, um, Truly. I, okay, it's Monday now. Time has passed. If you are watching this, I hope you've watched Kenobi. Um, Spoiler warning, we're going to talk on Bounty Hunt, our extra show, as Charles said this weekend, probably about the first three in depth. But right now, guys, we got more Baylor Ghana content in 2022. <laughs> like, I, I know. 
the, the sitting sitting, the sitting that's all I could think of yes. near you, Eric, during that experience of like like it was very obvious that he was gonna come on screen when he did and like there was a lot of leading up to it and I don't know that we could have been more rewarded with Bail Organa, quite frankly. I mean, we got no. we got just such rich bail content in the utter best way. Like like I think uh, I think the content that we got will put bail on folks's map that has not previously been there you know what i mean completely i mean he's been he's been one of my favorite characters for years if you ever listen to this show you know i love me some bail organa and this show even these episodes already have almost probably realistically doubled the amount of screen time he's ever had and seeing him be a great dad to leia who i i mean my goodness we'll talk about her extensively this weekend because she freaking Mm -hmm. killed it um but seeing bail come out was Astonishingly special, especially since at the end of the premiere, the entire cast came out and Jimmy Smits was on stage in the room with me. I, I'm sure he didn't feel that way. That's how I felt. Um, I don't think he knew I was there. But I was just, I was elated beyond words to see him again. And, and tune in probably this weekend. Uh, usually we do bounty hunts on the weekends. So probably a Saturday or Sunday, we will let you all know. We're going to go a deep dive on the first three episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. But, but I mean, come on, Charles. I could not go through this, this episode without asking your opinion. I mean, I, I agree with everything he said, though, man. I, for my money, full stop, I'm a couple days out. It's the best debut of any live action we've had. By far. Uh, I am just I, I am blown yeah. away by every part of it. And the fact that there's a new episode in, on Wednesday morning. <laughs> it's insane to me already. But, the uh, scenes that they gave uh, us—I mean, there were some some questionable scenes that we saw from the Book of Boba Fett, where we were just like, "There, they kind of cut some corners here and there." But this is straight up all movie quality. Yeah, I think, um, like y'all were talking about earlier, like Ewan was just blown away by our response, yeah. everybody's love for both him and Hayden, and and what we've like waited for these in, like the past couple years now we didn't yeah. realize it was that yeah. long until like last week but um that whole experience just from watching a, a tv show that they did for us that disney did for us i mean it's it's amazing just like we were talking we, i think i said this last time it's going to be even better the next series because the, the electronics and the technology just keeps compounding on top of each other and it's right. going to be even better than see Season two? Ooh. I mean, who knows? I, I We're going to get so much more Obi-Wan. We're only a third of the way through the season, and we're almost out of clips from trailers. Like, we have Fortress right. Inquisitorious. I know we're getting that, mm-hmm. obviously, Vader in full, but I'm we're, we're in a good, good place, and we'll be bringing you all that content going forward. And a lot of that is thanks to our patrons. Uh, nice little segue there. I'm, I'm, it's not my best one, y'all. I'm trying my best today. <laughs> but I do want to say thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash utini. Uh, you do make everything that we do possible. And, guys, we got a patron today. Tim Costello, welcome to the Patreon family. Um, if you saw us at Celebration, I apologize if I don't remember at the moment because we met so many people. But I hope that you love all the extra content you get, including the return of the Ghost Crew. Uh, we're going to be recording this week. Charlie, my partner, and myself, who if you met me at Celebration, you met Charlie as well. Uh, we'll be re-upping our Rebels show uh, just in time for some, well, we'll get there a little later. Uh, it's for some great Rebels content coming down the pipe, but I hope that all you Patreoners are enjoying that. Also that you're enjoying your Star Wars Archives episodes as they come out. There's a bit of a delay for our normal audience, 
But if you're on Patreon, you're going to get the episodes from Jose and Trev. And if you met Jose or Trev this weekend, I can only imagine you're so excited about what's coming <laughs> down on their show for the rest of this week. Uh, so thank you all so much. We have a bunch of great goals coming up for our Patreon community. And after Celebration, we always just get this surge of energy. So stay tuned for all of that. Now, here's the point where we would usually do the Star Wars Weekly Roundup, but this whole thing is about a roundup about news, isn't it? So let's dive right <laughs> in, fellas. The Star Wars Celebration. Um, this was Utini's first Star Wars Celebration as a full company. Some people yeah. have been before, but this is our first celebration as a full group. Uh, as an official company, we had media passes. We had exhibitor badges. We were there in force. Um, we hosted a panel, we had a booth, and I guess, that, well, I just want to start this whole thing and say, Corey, how do you feel about how we did as a company, just first off? I mean, we'd never done this before, Yeah. and before we get to the content of people that are a little better than us at sure. producing everything because they have millions of dollars, how do you think Utini's uh, first ever celebration went? Uh, well, I told you guys before the show that uh, the sleep deprivation it makes you really emotional, <laughs> and uh, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already getting Dive there. In. Listen, I am so elated at how we did at celebration. I mean, I think we yeah. killed it. I think we killed it. I think we totally, <laughs> totally killed it. Everybody seemed so very pleased with our presence there. Like it's just this was the most by far. By far, 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 far the most validating experience that I personally have ever had since I started this Utini thing. Like, I mean, I think I must had, I had probably, I think I had about 15 different people recognize me personally. I, I think I must have had a thousand, at least a thousand people tell me that they've been to the site. Like they love it. What we do is so important and like, we're so happy they have us. And I think I must have told another 5,000 what we do and all of them are just like, whoa, this is so cool. I'm absolutely going to use these resources. Like this is so needed in the fandom. And it just, it, it, it made it feel important and it made it feel like the work we do here matters and it has value to the community. Like we got valid, we felt validation from, you know, the big wigs. Like we had multiple people from Del Rey and, and, and all the other publishing like booths came by and said hello and gave us giveaways and tom hooked us up with a bunch of really cool exclusive giveaways which we've we've done one of them already and and it's just it's just insane it's insane the amount of the impact that i guess we've i've realized that we have on the community and uh, i don't think anybody's done this for books and comics the way that we have and uh I don't know, man. It just means a lot to me. It means a lot. I mean, it makes it hard for me to say that we will not fight really hard to do this over and over and over again just because I think it was also a bit of an eye-opening experience for a lot of the team, too, that got to be at the booth. Yeah. Like we had a lot of folks that are, you know, they have more behind-the-scenes roles and things like that, and, like, everybody was just said, I just can't believe this. I mean, if you stand at the booth for more than one minute, you're going to have to answer questions about Utini and tell people about it. And like the flow just constantly, I mean, I don't even know how to properly estimate how many people we talked to. I mean, it had to be at least 5,000 yeah. at least. Yeah. 
And I'm so glad you brought that up because, like, our, our folks. So, if you went to our booth, uh, you definitely saw a bunch of folks there. Uh, we had about 15 people, 15 to 20 people on our team that were there. And every single person on Eugenie's team, I could not be more proud of. Here's a couple of folks on screen right now at our booth uh, with the giant Lego in the background. <laughs> this is what you saw if you went to Celebration. You saw these smiling faces. You, you got to have interactions. And we just had the most magical time telling people about the site or, or telling them about books and comics. And if you came up to our booth, my goodness, every single person I talked to was so engaged and interested uh, in what we do. And, and we even had people like the last day we were, we were breaking down. I went out to grab a drink at the little Oasis. If you were there, you know where that is. Um, and I, uh, I had people say, Hey, I saw your panel and went on the site last night and we got into the old Republic comics and I was just blown away that it was that quick and it felt so great. And of course, in addition to some of the folks that we met for the first time, we got to meet some folks that we've known for years. Uh, and we got a, a bunch of pictures. We had a couple that I just wanted to share with you as a community to just kind of bring you there with us. And if you've listened to our shows in the past, like uh, maybe some Conja Book Club fans, some Legends Look Back fans, you know Cheryl Bell quite well. She's been a huge part of our community. This is me and Cheryl at our celebration, finally meeting after all these years. And it was just so great to meet this person that, you know, we've chatted so much and we've been in this digital space. It was a very similar feeling to like when I met you guys in Asheville. Um, yeah. to really bring this all together mm -hmm. and say, like, oh, now we can actually like raise a glass and talk about Thrawn and do all these things. And then, of course, like, like Corey, you said you got you know recognized in the wild. I was at the Del Rey panel getting ready to live tweet the publishing panel first day, and I ran into this guy named Nathaniel who was like, oh, my gosh, Eric – is that you from Utini? And look at this. He was wearing a Utini hoodie the first day yeah. of celebration. <laughs> when you posted and that, when you posted amazing. that in Slack, that was like that was that was big. Everybody freaked out. They were just like, holy smoke, somebody's got our merch on. It was super cool, man. Super cool. Yeah. And of and of course, because, you know, as a Utini community, as any of you that are in here, if you've spoken to anyone either on the team or in the Discord or even in these YouTube comments, everyone is so polite and gracious and that was great we also met an awesome guy named rob uh, who stopped me on the convention floor and was like hey do you have time to chat and i was like oh my god absolutely in this amazing rebel shirt that you see here i was just like everyone was just so nice and, and about what we do and it was just such a fun thing and, and personally one of my highlights <coughs> excuse me that's gonna happen all night y'all i'm so sorry <laughs> one of the highlights for me uh was talking to these two phenomenal uh, cosplayers, these High Republic cosplayers specifically who had never heard of Utini and had never kind of been in an online book community, but they decided to take a step and come to Celebration out of nowhere. And we must have talked for an hour about Rebels and all these things. And, like, Yo. these two dudes... Uh, so sorry, these two dudes on screen were Discord members also that found us out. The first Markian Row cosplayer that we'd ever seen. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> that at a Wookiee cool. event. Came up. Hey, yo, in the chat. That's you, man. AG, you looked amazing. Got Claudia Gray to sign that helmet. And we just kept on meeting people and meeting people and meeting people. Uh, and there's one one other final group of uh, of uh, two girls that we met at Celebration and we talked. And we found out as we were chatting, we had all these things in common, all these books that we had read. And they eventually be, uh, told me that they had met each other through TikTok and they had like cosplayed Thrawn Ascendancy characters at each other on TikTok. And I was like, 
this is a community of which I have no idea about. And they were the yeah. kindest folks. They're on the screen right now. Two of the kindest people. And this, and that, that's how the party was, wasn't it, guys? Like, the whole yeah. night, it was just meeting folks. It was folks so cool. Yeah, that I know. were I... so kind and open that didn't know each other. Yeah, that was the coolest thing. Those two, those two TikTokers specifically. I wish I would have kept caught their usernames. I can't, I can't remember what they are, but somebody have to find out. Oh, and, we are and, mutuals and now. We are Twitter yeah, mutuals oh, there, sure. and they joined the Discord. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they told me they had yeah. met for so, the yeah. first time too. Like this was like this was their Asheville trip, mm. right? Like they had never met before, and yeah. it was really cool. So, hmm. yeah. I um, speaking of uh, Nathaniel, I actually ran into him when I was having lunch on uh, I think it was on Friday. And he was he was having lunch at a adjoining restaurant right next, and he was like Wes, and I was like, "Hello," and he's like, "I'm Nathaniel." I was like, "Oh, holy crap, Nathaniel! Nice to finally meet you, you know." And I mean, super cool guy, very personable. Yeah. And we talked about like, did he get into the panel? What did he see this morning? Did he get any autographs? I mean, super cool guy. I mean, anybody coming up and 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 just recognizing who we are. I mean, we're not we're not anybody special. We're just like everybody else. But uh, just talking with them and him appreciating everything that Utini's done um, was was really cool to see. Too yeah. bad he, I mean, he was flying out that day, but um, I was very honored to meet you. Thank, thank you for coming by, yeah. Daniel. I know they always say people say like, come up and see us at celebration, and you, you're like, okay, is that real? Every single person that did that, I I, I had to hold back tears on every single one because it yeah, really me meant the world, and everyone was so kind. And mm-hmm. also, we talked about the whole Utini team really pulling their weight and being amazing. Our buddy Andrew, hold on. Speaking of recognition, made these for every member of the team. These wooden name tags with all of our roles surprised the entire team. And so if you saw us over the weekend, a lot of us were wearing these on our lanyards or our shirts. And it was such a fun kind of way. Um, when I was in line, I had people say, like, oh, I don't know if this is Eric. And then I'm like, oh, yep, name tag, great. Uh, yeah. so it was name tags are a great way. idea One, at conventions, gorgeous. for sure. <laughs> yeah. So Andrew <laughs> rocked that out, and everyone at the booth had name tags so people could have great conversations. And I really hope that every single person that you chatted with at the Utini booth, you got to find out, oh, my gosh, it's not just us that are on camera every week. The folks that do the timelines are amazing. The folks that are on the review team, the folks that do the socials, the folks that do the database, everyone is really in the same boat, including the mad lad himself, Trevor Davey, in the chat, still awake in Wales. <laughs> I what love the you, heck, Trevor. I love Go you, to sir. sleep, so my dude. Here. Go to sleep, please. <laughs> You'll get there. Um, but I gotta say, guys, before we before we kind of go into into Thursday and we kind of start our our retrospective, I just want to go around and get some just general vibes of where we're at. And Charles, I actually do want to start with you because I, like you said, I was kind of completely disconnected from your celebration experience. I was. You know, we we were all just running around. We were exhausted. We weren't catching up. Like our 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 social Slack channel we have was it was not as vibrant as sometimes it is because all of us were coordinating. So, dude, how was it from your end? I know you were very busy. You were working a lot, like you said. But what was your favorite moment? And what were we able to glean from kind of out the out of the way? Yeah. I, so my my celebration experience was interesting in that obviously I was home. I was mostly trying to follow along you know on friday i was able to from work kind of keep the live stream up and so i caught a lot of the big things i was following you guys on socials and all the utini accounts and so that was kind of keeping me up to date that was the most exciting day for me i think because you know that was leading into kenobi and there was a whole lot of awesome stuff that i know y'all are about to talk about from that opening panel but 
the the Hayden and Ewan moments for me were some of the coolest things. Like yes, there were there were a lot of reveals and things that we're gonna get through in time, either this week or next week, but seeing how special it was to them was really cool for me as a fan to see that the people making this, even the the stars, right? how much it means to them they're just like us in a lot of yeah. respects and that yeah. speaks towards yeah. star wars as a property it's it's not you know we're not crazy for loving these things we're crazy but we're not crazy for loving <laughs> these things and seeing yeah. what it means to them and seeing the the adoration and the appreciation i think that they deserve and have deserved for quite some time seeing that really land with them was was probably the most special thing for me personally um and you're right. I, I was busy. So from Friday on, like you guys actually might talk about some things that I don't even know about yet because I, I was working. And then, oh, like I amazing. said, I was at the beach and I was following mostly live tweets um, from that point on. So I am using Utini as a resource and was using Utini as a resource <laughs> as much as I am a part of it. I love that, man. There, there was a moment before the Tales of the Jedi panel where they, they have these uh, DJs that like warm up the crowd beforehand. Uh and a lot of the times it's games and it was fun things. But there was a really poignant moment that kind of spoke to what you said, Charles, where the guy said, everyone in this room, you will not be in a place with 5,000 people who love the thing you love as much as you love it. And that was every day. And I think that was the, that passion for Hayden and, and things like that for him and Ewan especially. I think they had never been in a place since Revenge of the Sith where they had thousands of people surrounding them that loved what they did at a 10 out of 10 for 24 hours a day. And watching that kind of revitalize them in a way was really beautiful uh, to see. Uh, but Co- Corey, uh, what about you? Tra- uh, Charles, had a, Charles had a great answer, frankly. So well, on, the, on the floor, though, your second celebration, what were some of your favorite moments? Yeah, yeah. I think I'd, I have to echo what Charles is saying about Ewan and, uh, and Hayden. I mean, because that was sort of the theme, I think, of this year. It's just the respect for the prequels in a new way and – um, that's been really, really sick. I think personally, one of my, one of my favorite moments from this, this, this whole thing is, uh, my new friend Elliot, uh, emailed me a couple weeks before yes. celebration and, uh, he, this kid showed up fully dressed as cosplay Corey, uh, <laughs> at our party and then came to the show the next day. I mean, he had his pool hat on. It was so much fun. And <laughs> yeah, like, this is just I Jedi and invincible. yeah, he, he, he had, went it's right. It. He really went all that. He brought, he brought I Jedi, he brought invincible. I, I signed his copy of I Jedi. I wrote inside of it. I can't believe this is my signature on a, on a star Wars book. I wrote, this is my pool hat. Dr. Corey Helton. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> 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 it was a lot of fun. We, um, you know, uh, like I said, um, you know, Tom from Del Rey gave us a one of those special editions of uh, Light of the Jedi, and uh, somebody on the team had the bright idea to go get it signed by all the authors. Um, so we had a copy of that, and I gave it to Elliot at the party because I was like, this kid has gone so far out of his yeah. way to do this. It was so cool of him to do, and it really meant a lot to me, and I know it meant a lot to him too. And Elliot, if you're listening, like that was that was super fun, man. And um, you know, it's small moments like that that make this whole little thing worth it, right? I mean, this is like a giant inside joke about a, a hat. Like, what even is this? <laughs> like, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And it, it's stuff like that that happened literally the whole weekend that this was like Utini's debut, I feel like, in a lot of ways for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, I just can't echo how grateful I am to be here, you know, for for that that thing. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, that was, I mean, you want to talk about once-in-a-lifetime moments at Celebration. There's a lot of them, but that is truly one of those that, that's kind of kicked off our party on Saturday night, and it was all uphill from there uh, because of all that amazing start from Elliot. Uh, Wes, I know you bought some buddies, some non Eugenies that you hung out with a bunch. Uh, you were popping in and out. You had a, you just saw all kinds of cool stuff. What was one of your favorite, or a couple of your favorite uh, Celebration at Memories? So one of the, one of the, my favorite celebration memory, I guess, is it's kind of an overall feeling just being there, um, coming from a, a place of uh, where you can't really talk about this kind of like your one of your favorite things with your friends because they think that it's it's not as cool as you know some of the other things that are going on in the world, um, but um, when you step foot into celebration, knowing that. All of these people are there for the same reason that you are. You kind of, I mean, it helps you take off that, like that shroud. It helps you take, yeah. like, remove yourself from being like within the shadows or something because you like something um, such as Star Wars. Um, and I was thinking back to a quote um, from Darth Bane of all things. Um, so we had a victory this whole week, right? We had a victory mm-hmm. where we went out and we. We expressed our love for Star Wars. We we kind of we read, we had our own booth and we told people about our website and how to get into the books and kind of help people navigate through uh, all the the legends and the canon content. But like I, it, it is a victory for us. It's definite victory. Just just being there. Um, so through victory, my chains are broken. So my chains <laughs> of. You know, yes. just like my Same chains way. of being yes. chained Preach, up and not like and not having to not having to to be embarrassed about the things that I love. Every one of those people there yeah. were just as nerdy as I am. And Star Wars is cool now. So the people that are coming into Star Wars now, those are the nerds, dude. So, yeah. You know, like, yeah. so that was like one of the, the main takeaways I had. My favorite experience was seeing everybody there that loved the exact same thing that I do. And I was... I was I was taken yeah. aback by it. Yeah, I, I yeah. Being in that place, you hear about it so much about how everyone is so on top of it, but then you see the cosplays that people spent years on. You see the booths. You see someone finding an episode one action figure and freaking out like you would. You see like people in panels losing their minds over the things that you love. And, I, you know, instead of telling you something, I sent Wes a video here just now. I want to show you guys one of my favorite moments because this is this, this is from the first panel on Thursday. And it is a candid video our buddy Jared in the chat took. I did not know. Um, but you talk about unshackling, your chains being broken, Wes. This was the moment where I realized this whole weekend – I don't have to pretend a thing. I can be open. I can weep. I can scream. And if, if we if we had that queued up, just this is this is when that happened for me. Because oh my gosh, okay. never experienced anything like it. One sick. You got this, Wes. I believe in you. This is uh, <laughs> one of the greatest moments of my entire life when uh, when all this went down. I'm out of amps. That's all I got. All I got was the audio. Let me get this thing. All right. Going. Well, you pulling it up, I'm going to vamp more for it because I really hey, want to. Speaking I'll of speaking of vamp, is, I have a very specific cue about the word vamp. I was uh, I was at the Star Wars stage on oh the my last God, day, and Andy and Anthony were talking about uh, like you know they had their their like 
what's that called? The teleprompter or whatever was up there. And it literally yeah, said, yeah. it literally said vamp for a few minutes about star Wars was on the teleprompter. And I was like, this <laughs> yeah. is literally Eric's job on our, on our show is vamp <laughs> I, for a few minutes will, about star Wars. It was so funny. I will say before I, I know we're, we're about there now. I will say I was at the star Wars live stage last day. It's first time I went. Cause I was just so busy with panels and I was blown away by it. And it actually kind of changed my outlook on my entire life in a way. Not to get too hyperbolic, but I realized, like, people do this and do this presentation stuff. And I realized that's my favorite thing to do in the world is be here with you guys and just vamp about Star Wars. And and, and just talk about this stuff. And I'm like, I I mean in all sincerity, this next year of my life is going to be very different because I'm realizing there are people that do this. There are people that put their money where their mouth is as it were and every part of your life can be involved in things that you love and that was a really poignant feeling seeing folks do that and people love that that happens so i love that a lot okay right. i'm going to i'm going to play it all right wes but it's going to be it's going to be a tad small so I'm, i apologize in advance right. the vibe right. should be immaculate regardless let's <laughs> let's show you guys what it was like in that room when i realized that kind of everything had changed going forward Oh man, you felt yeah, it. Yeah, like, <laughs> for our audio listeners, that stage was full of touching folks that are next to you because you can't stand upright, taking off your glasses because you're about to weep because you were so excited, and that set the tone for the weekend for me. And I think everything going forward, I was like, if we're gonna cry, we're gonna cry, we're gonna cheer, we're gonna cheer, and I think with that, guys, do we just want to jump into? Some recaps and talk about what actually got yeah. announced at Star Wars yeah. Celebration Anaheim 2022. Yeah, I, I think the I think the two giant things we absolutely have to discuss uh, at minimum are the first panel of the of the weekend and uh, mm -hmm. the the big publishing panel that we had all on the first day. That was a wild first day. Well, by the luckily, way. those were back to back to begin. <laughs> My gosh, they knew we were coming. Uh, so yeah, the first panel of the day, Lucasfilm Studios. It was a lottery system panel. Which means that you, it was pure randomness who got to go. Uh, and a bunch of us, myself, I know Corey, uh, you and Caitlin got to go. Uh, Wes, were you in that one or are you in a streaming stage? I was on a streaming stage. Okay. So when I received the email, I was thrilled. And then I realized I waited in line for, in the wrong line for 30 minutes <laughs> and had to go to the streaming stage. But, but I was still in a room with a bunch of people that were freaking out. So it was just as cool. Yeah. So we'll break it down to you. And Charles, we'll give you the play-by-play -play too and kind of let you know like – how you would have felt in this whole thing, too, and all you at home, this is kind of the vibe that they started. The first thing that started all of Star Wars Celebration was the lights go down, red lights come on, fog machines begin, and a giant live choir begins singing Duel of the Fates. That's how they began. Dude, that, was, that was the that was first the thing in Star Wars things. Celebration. One of the most epic things I think I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I, I, knew, I knew absolutely at that moment that... Like, Caitlin leaned over to me and goes, I think there's, like, it was dark. I don't, I don't remember what was happening. We were watching something, I think. It was dark, and Caitlin leaned over to me, and she goes, I think there are a bunch of people down. And before she could finish the sentence, it just like, oh! I was just like, <laughs> it, scared the crap. it scared the crap out of both of us, because she was, like, leaning over to tell me that. And the music and the, the lights and the fog, I mean, it was really epic. Yeah. And we're like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be a fun panel. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a really good. That was a really good entrance into what they were going to start with. Yeah. And if on the streaming stages, they it was a, it was like five six seconds behind what we would be able to see. So we heard the audio and people freaking out, and we were like, 
We don't see anything. We don't. I was like, I was like, do you need me to go over there and switch the scenes? But they figured it out. They figured it out, and we got to see everything. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And then, of course, you and Hayden come on, and you and says, "Welcome to Star Wars Celebration." And that, and it's Kenobi. We figured that's how it would start. Obviously, it was going to be the premiere. Deborah Chow came out. Moses Ingram, Rupert Friend, Reva, and the Inquisitor, and of course, the amazing director that we talked about earlier, and. They talked a little bit about the show because these were shorter. These were shorter bits um, in this panel because there were so many, which we'll talk about in a second. But they said, "By the way, the premiere is going to be tonight, and you're all invited." And we all got hold on this poster right here. Uh, you could go over. They were handing it him out at the home. premiere. It, it did. It made it home in the poster tube. <laughs> Shout out to Sky Talkers, Blast Points, every podcast that said bring a poster tube. Tyler on our team that gave us the Amazon link that we all used. JG, who said, yeah, absolutely. Poster tube was the best investment I ever made. Um, got this poster, saw the premiere. Of course, that's going to come more so in our, uh, in our bounty hunt. But that was what a way to begin. I, I do Star have to say I do have to say that uh, uh, when they said that like they specifically this is classic celebration insanity that happens when they say hey here's this new thing you're gonna get to see this exclusive thing that no one else gets to see and there's a specific way you have to get into it and I have to say this stressed me out bad because we had a we had a pretty wild experience trying to get into this this panel we were with. Uh, we were with Emma in the ADA section, and long story short, they told us the wrong information, and they threw us out of the ADA section 15 minutes into the the event. So we had to like rush to find other seats. Like in the like, we were way in the back. Luckily, we got in the middle, and it was beautiful and perfect. And I wouldn't have chosen different seats, yeah. but like it really stressed me out because I did not get a gold band going in to this thing. So like. There was a there was a Which good was like your ticket to the premiere later was, on. That's exactly how, that, that, that's, that's what that was very important because it was like, this, this goofy. Yeah, exactly. This goofy little concert wristband, right? Like, and like everybody around me has all got them on, and they're all like screaming bloody murder. And I'm like excited, but also kind of freaking out that I didn't get this. <laughs> so, like, the there was there was a good like ten minutes following that announcement that like my blood pressure was very high <laughs> because I was just like, how in the hell am I yeah. going to get this? I have I'm in the room. I have to be at this once in a lifetime thing. How am I going to get this damn wristband? <laughs> and but then at the end yeah. of the show, they were like, make sure you get one on the way out. But that was chaos in and of itself. We don't have to go there, but anyway. But you got it. Uh, they invited us back. Obviously, a bunch of us went. It was incredible. Uh, and then we went on to the, another, the other sure thing. There were a couple of sure things in this panel, which were nice. Oh, we're still surprises. And that, of course, my turn to get another poster. Guys, poster tube. I'm not. I'm, when you go to when you go to London, poster tube. Uh, I saw so many people with poster tubes. I was like, I'm the idiot for not bringing one. That was it. <laughs> uh, Andor. Diego Luna, Tony Gilroy, and more, Mon Mothma, all kinds of folks came out and chatted about it. And I want to ask you guys, have you ever seen a more genuinely sunshiny, delightful person than Diego Luna in your entire Absolutely. life? Because I don't think Absolutely I have. Not. I mean, he was <laughs> so thrilled to be there. He was, he was almost as excited to be there as the people that were sitting in the front row there to see him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, was in, he was genuine. And he's the done only this thing before. I can really put to like it. He, you know? he did Rogue yeah. One, and that was, what, almost seven years ago now? Like, and, he, and it still hasn't left him. And they, they began just with the teaser. And, you know, I'm going to keep doing this. Charles, let's go to you, man. You, you, you watched the teaser? Have you watched it? I've watched the teaser, okay, yeah, great. several times. Okay, great. Um, then, honestly, you probably watched it more than we have. Um, mm -hmm. We saw for the first time. That guy comes out with giant hammers and like a Game of Thrones style thing. 
Um, guy, what did you weird. think about our? Yeah, what did you think about our first teaser, man? Especially, yes, Justin, with the Mon Mothma love that seemed to be littered throughout it. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, I it kind of overall the vibe felt to me like this is going to be sort of like a love letter to a lot of the things that were cut from Revenge of the Sith because we we got you know a lot of information about some of those heroes of the rebellion some of the leaders of the rebellion that don't actually get that much screen time mon mothma probably being chief among those but right. you know overall it 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 just looks like it's going to have the the very similar vibe of rogue one and we've talked extensively on this show about how that really seemed to kind of capture the spirit of the original star wars in more of a modern day light a modern day story and um and I, I just think it's going to be probably on par with what we're seeing from Kenobi thus far. So, yeah. I mean, I was really stoked about it. I still think the dude at the beginning was weird, but like weird in a good Star Wars way. <laughs> uh, the little like grunt. The, rewatch it. If you've only seen it the one time, he does this like super hefty grunt right before he hits that that gong or whatever it was. So that's that's the weird part to me. But uh, but it's a lot of fun. I'm super stoked for it. Yeah, it, it really looked incredible. Like I said, the visuals, very Rogue one Reminiscent, obviously. I mean, Tony Gilroy created Rogue One. He's creating the show. And most importantly, did confirm 12 episodes, which makes it the longest season of live-action television for Star Wars thus far. 12 episodes in the can. They're starting August August 31st. And then in November, they go back. They shoot 12 more. And he says the end of the second season will be the beginning of Rogue One. It's kind of like the Crispin trilogy where Han walks into the cantina to end it. Which is interesting, because we've heard this show is going to be five seasons. We heard it's going to be three seasons. And now it's like, well, it's going to be two seasons. But yeah, they gave us an ending, yeah. Yeah. which was incredible. Two I was long like, that's seasons, not yeah. done very often. No, he specifically so said Star something. Star Wars has, an, has a plan? They have a planned ending. <laughs> right. He specifically it's said something <laughs> about uh, about the timing, right? Like, Didn't he say something like the first season, yeah. it covers a span of like four years, and then the, la- the second season is like that last critical year or something like that? That's very interesting. I think... Something like that, yeah, because we're going to go to Cassian's home world. It's five years before Rogue, um, and, and I mean, they were, they were all so excited, and, and, and a lot of them came on the Star Wars celebration stage later, and all, all the interviews that are on the Star Wars YouTube channel, I want to keep reminding everyone, go watch them. There's so much info, and honestly, a lot of the interview info is the same on that stage. Uh, the presentation was different, but they give you a lot of the good info there, and I just, my, my favorite moment on that part of it was... The Mon Mothma actress, she came out and she said, I played Mon Mothma, you know, what, like 17 years ago. And now I have to come back and play her and, and flesh her out again. And, oh, my God. I mean, shout out to the costumer on Mon Mothma for that teaser alone. I mean, we are going to get political intrigue. We're at fancy parties sneaking in. And it just looked really, really astonishingly incredible. And it really got everyone so beyond hyped as well. Um and then we went to the Willow teaser, and I, I, guys, I got one question for you. Has anyone on this podcast seen Willow? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Dude, I've never seen it. Have you never seen it either, Eric? Okay, great. Wes and Charles, what did you guys – okay, Wes, what did you think about Willow then? Well, I saw Willow when I was very young, and it freaked me out. I thought it was really weird. Um, but um, then again, that was a whole – I didn't even know that was like a George Lucas thing either. So. Sure. So, um, seeing it for him coming back as like the old wise master, much like Star Wars, yep. I am. I'm in. I'm intrigued. I mean, yeah. it a wasn't as great as Star Wars. Just I mean, what is? Sure. But it was a super good, super good sneak peek that we got, and I'm so glad that yeah. we're getting it. Just to 
for new, more people to watch the old. You know how many people are going to watch the old oh, movie now that it's like yeah, I, I, that I, it's on I Disney absolutely Plus. Will. You know, yeah. it's on Disney Plus, and uh, and Fisness, Aaron Killerman is in it. Yes, you know, uh, one person that we may be missing, uh, and then it may not be announced, but there's no Val Kilmer. I True. didn't see any Val Kilmer on there. Val <laughs> Kilmer was in the original movie. He was super young, oh. super young. He was like in eighteen twenties, I guess. Maybe. I'm gonna guess not. Um, <laughs> but uh, Charles. Um, what, as a Willow fan, did you did did the Willow teaser get widely released? I've missed out that in the YouTube. I so was you I, I was able to see the Willow teaser. I saw that okay. though shared as a link on Twitter, so I'm I'm not sure if that made it. Charles, to the live you watched it. You watched it legally because you would never do such a thing on Twitter. No, I mean like from from like main accounts. Like really, okay, it great, was like great, the yeah, actual great, great, great. release. <laughs> um, I'm sure I saw plenty of things illegally recorded through the weekend, but something. this was legit. But no, it was a great it was a great trailer. Um, you know, I'm. Like Wes, you know, I didn't carry, or carry Willow with me for the rest of my life the same way I did Star Wars. But uh, it has, because it's George Lucas, you know, related, it has a lot of the same kind of major ideas that Star Wars has. And you could probably recognize that from a lot of the quotes that, that they were yeah. sharing throughout it. So I think it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> and when they announced that, they said it's the other George Lucas work about, you know, magic and whatever. And I was like, are they about to announce a streaming like episodic i don't know trailer for Howard the Duck <laughs> that we're about to watch right now <laughs> that Not was quite. I've seen that movie more times than Willow so. that explains so much about you Wes and I love that about you yeah i'm uh, I, I, I mean i'm going to watch it obviously i mean come on it, it's lucasfilm all of a good yeah. time and and it was fun i mean Warwick Davis did eventually come out as well um which was was amazing. Like Ron Howard and John Kasdan began it, and then Warwick is kind of like Mister Ce- Mister Celebration. Like he's MC. He's so legitimately one of my favorite people in Star Wars. Every time he comes out to Celebration, so, yes. it's just so fun. I mean, like not all of his jokes land, but like he has so many of <laughs> no, them. Like this fantastic. Like what to to talk about the. Uh, like to put the teaser up, he's like, he's like, oh, you guys didn't bring a teaser. He's like, I have one on my phone, and then <laughs> Kasdan played along. Yeah. It was just like, he yeah. was like, you have a copy of that on your phone. You are not supposed to have that. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, here. Can you can you guys mirror my phone? You guys in the sound booth here, mirror my phone under the screen. It was funny, man. It made me laugh, and like I yeah. love that he's just so into he it. He was like, oh no, it's buffering. I know. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I also believe um, this, this is going to be a. a thing we repeat at least once uh, either tonight or next week um warwick's own daughter plays willow's daughter in the film and i really yeah. love lucasfilm really does seem to for as the actors they're all getting older you know they really do seem to be like hey being on set away from your kids really sucks right so bring them on in so happy to check it out that's coming in november but then of course we righted the ship a little bit and did something i was actually surprised about because we um we had a Mandalorian section. Even though there's a Mandalorian panel on Saturday morning, which was we'll talk about in a moment, they had a Mandalorian section with John Favreau, Dave Filoni coming out. You want to hear your you want to hear a deafening scream? Uh, those two guys walk out. Well, no, Kathleen Kennedy. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Kathleen Kennedy walks out. Who, by the way, my mom's idol, uh, one of the important women in my entire life. Both of them. She comes out wearing a cowboy hat. Everyone loses <laughs> it because we know where it's going. And Dave walks out. I saw Dave Filoni's hair. I don't, I've seen that maybe twice in my life. Um, she takes it out, puts it on, and they start talking about Mando Season 3. And we got to watch a Mando Season 3 
teaser uh, after we saw Katie Sackoff as well. She popped on for a second as Bo-Katan. And, y'all, that teaser, which was expanded in the later panel, and I'm sure leaked online, even though it wasn't supposed to, whatever it will be, um, it showed that we're going to Mandalore. We had Bo-Katan on the th- in the throne room. Right. We had them talking about the Mandalorian Creed. Um, I mean, it, it looked like season two of The Mandalorian with, all right, let's make the budget even higher, and let's go yeah. even crazier. <clears throat> And yeah. I mean, really I was leaning into the Mandalorian. So I was hard, thrilled. Which is really cool. Yes, the the lore of now that Grogu is back, and he's, he's with Din now. The, the him fighting Luke, that thing's kind of done. I really think now, like you said, we are going to be like this is a Mandalore show about the the lore of Mandalore, and he has to be cleansed in the waters of the planet or something to like regain his honor. And I'm like, mm-hmm. feed it to me, great, great, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's going to be. So we we got kind of that jumping off point from uh, from the book of Boba Fett, right? Mm-hmm. We got the, you know, you're no longer Mandalorian. We were just like, it really? Yeah. Not even not even like any kind of redemption. That's the only redemption he has is he has to go back to Mandalore. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're they're you know progressing off of that. And then we get a live action Mandalore. Like I mean, we've already seen it animated. Before that, we read about it. Then we saw it animated, and now we're going to see it in live action. Unbelievable. I mean, I love where they're going with this, so I can't wait to see it. That's coming 2023, uh, along with the next thing that got revealed, which has been rumored for a bit. But, Charles, we're going to play a game. I'm going to pitch you a show. All right? You ready? I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Star Wars. Good start. Mm -hmm. Um, Following the journey of four kids. You like Stranger Things? I do. You like that show? All right, we're... Star Wars, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Filoni verse timeline, post Return of the Jedi. Still with me? Yep. Got you. All right. Created by John Watts, who did all the Tom Holland Spider Man. Mm-hmm. We're liking it. Fan. It is for adults still, even though kids can like it. So it's not like a kid's show. Great, great, great. Cherry on top, starring Jude Law. There it is. There it is. Skeleton <laughs> crew gets announced. I'm sorry. Guys, being in the room when they said, and it's Jude Law, who I love. I've never had a more confused energy. <laughs> yeah, it like, was very. Yeah. Everybody was. Okay. Listen, it, oh. it, they clearly like didn't like read the script very well before they like teased the show because they just kind of talked in <laughs> circles without literally giving away a single fact for a solid 10 minutes. So and then they're, then they're like, hey, yeah. what's the one thing we can review? Hey, it's, it's got. And literally he said it just like this. He goes, it's got Jude Law in it. Like that's that's yeah. literally that's literally what he I said. To even say on the like 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 yeah. the, that was the one fact that was on this guy's script where he was to say. I mean, he's go. He's like, oh yeah, it's yeah. got it's got Jude Law in it. And then like nobody knew what to do. There was like some loose clapping, and then they put his picture up, and there was more clapping, and then the, the announcer was like, yeah, he's devilishly good looking, and then there was more confused clapping, and I don't even know what this show is, but it was it was just the strangest addition <laughs> to this entire panel, man. Yeah, and it'll be because they they're still in pre-production. So I'm assuming like none of the I'm assuming the kids aren't cast. I'm assuming you know they're still writing scripts and things. Uh, but that is aiming uh, to come. Still you, in you know, three uh, next year. Sorry to interrupt. You know what? Uh, what I thought this was going to be no. right. I thought this was going to be a remake of that. Uh, what's the the really bad '80s movie? The the Courage something Courage Test of Courage. No. Oh, uh, Caravan of Courage. Caravan of Courage. Walk, I really Caravan thought. I really thought that's what this was going to be. Like the, I mean they. They tease it out like it's it's Lucas esque, like yeah, it's about kids crash landing on a planet. I was like, is this going where I think it's gonna go? Because that's bad. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Hold on. Angelia, I don't think this is true, but she just put a comment. What if Jude Law is Hondo? I don't think so. That would but be I a... swear to God. If that happened, <laughs> you take a super good-looking I mean, guy like Jude Law and like unrecognizable face. face paint. That's that's the course right there. Why not? <laughs> so that's coming next year. So that was all the big Star Wars announcements, and it was getting to around noon at this point. And I thought this was a one-hour panel, so I'm like, I did pretty too. good, pretty great. And then Kathleen Kennedy is like, oh, by the way, there's a there's a birthday we want to celebrate. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm down. We're celebrating. She was really serious, um, though, right? That's why it was kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I, th- I thought it was like yeah. the conclusion yeah. of the panel. She was very serious. Like I mean, she had a really well written yeah. script. Like she was reading from a teleprompter. Oh yeah, she don't she don't mess around, man. Uh, no, she was all about it. She was very very into it. And then she said it's the 90th birthday of John Williams, and we're like, oh my god, great! Applause, applause, applause. 90. Oof, that's great job, great job. And she said, oh, by the by, um. He's here, and he's going to personally conduct the first ever live playing of the Obi-Wan Kenobi theme, and I, I, I that's what I, I lost never, it. I lost it completely. He was there I right never there. knew he didn't have one. No. Yeah, I, knew it. I didn't either. I never she, knew he she, didn't have she one. She said that, too. That was a pretty time. cool thing that she said. She was like, believe it or not, we realized when we were making the show, we did not have an Obi-Wan theme, and... Like then yeah. she then she said, "Here's John Williams." And they had to kind of. I mean, he's very much ninety years old. Had to bring him out and kind of help him over yeah. to the stage. And then the curtain kind of raises a little bit, and the orchestra slides forward out of the full back. Orchestra, full orchestra. Who had just I been mean, there for an hour. The enormous stage. I mean, the stage must have been like eighty feet long, and the whole thing like like I thought the curtain was going to go up, but it didn't. It like slid yeah. forward. It was a crazy effect. Yeah. And we got to listen to John Williams yeah. conduct uh, multiple Star Wars pieces, the Obi-Wan theme for the first time, the Impure Marks, Indiana Jones. It yeah. was really insane. Well, honestly, and, and, honestly, this is this was probably yeah. earlier asked me, I'm sorry. This was the most memorable thing no, about yes. all of Celebration for me. Yes. And it is like, it's like the greatest like Star Wars adjacent honor of my life to hear John Williams perform live. And there's a very good chance that I might not get to see him again in my lifetime, in his lifetime. You know, he's 90, man. And like Obi-Wan theme, we got to hear that played for the first time for the whole world. That's a, that's so cool. That's so cool. Star Wars is not Star Wars without John Williams. No. And Corey, you used a verb there. I want to hit on because you say you saw John Williams perform and we did because a lot of conductors, if you ever seen a, if anyone's seen a, you know, an orchestra play live, they bring up the baton and they're very active, right? And and like you said, Corey, Kathleen Kennedy literally like put her hand on John Williams' back and kind of helped him up, walk over to the podium. But the second that that baton came up, that man, it was cha- he changed, okay, man. I'm also very, I'm all, yeah, I'm also very tired. I'm also very emotional. He just had it up, and his and there was a camera in front of his face, and we saw that on the screens every once in a while as he was conducting. The emotion, you could see it. I mean, because he could see all the music, and he was pointing to different sections, even with his eyes closed, and going, and he knew exactly what was going on, and it was enrapturing. It was magical, and I have never seen anything like it in my life. And like, yeah, he did. He did Obi Wan. He did Imperial March, and then he did Indiana Jones, and then during Indiana Jones, the curtain, the curtain parses. Freaking Harrison Ford walks on stage <laughs> Star Wars celebration. That was by far the most jacked I heard the entire crowd John. in the entire entire <laughs> week. Like 
that was, was I was insane. shaken. I was shaken by that. <laughs> I don't know where Harrison yeah. Ford lives. Yeah. He has yeah. to be local. I, I swore that Harrison Ford would never go in to a Star sky. Wars celebration again. He lives in again. the air on a plane. <laughs> exactly. Like a there, there was that was not on my that was not on my list that Harrison Ford would arrive to no. to honor John Williams and wish him a happy birthday. Also, also like, the yeah, the sort of incredible. the sort of the thing that he said too was very beautiful and eloquent, like. In his own Harrison Ford kind of way, like I mean, yeah. he had really nice, beautiful things to up. say. He got choked up about John. He did. He did. It was really. It was that was really meaningful to me. I mean, I really enjoyed. This was the yeah. a, amazing conclusion to this panel. Is John Williams and Harrison Ford and all that and, oh, now I'm getting emotional. Man, Harrison Ford, John Williams. I'm gonna remember that for the rest of my life. 100. percent Yep. And hey, Indy Five uh, is coming next summer. They let they let Harrison say the release date, and he did a very Harrison like. If I remember it, it's uh, July. You know, it's, know. it's very fun. <laughs> um, so we started there, and then we had, I kid you not, three, three minutes until we thought the publishing panel started because they, they moved it. Uh, but it turns out they moved the lineup time. So then we, we went straight to the Delray publishing panel, obviously, where we at this company live. We, are, we love book publishing. This was Delray, the new fiction stories. It was a panel that included Rodney Barnes, Jake Bartok, who I, who I met a couple of times, one of the nicest men, not only in Australia, but in the world. Uh, Delilah S. Dawson, Roseanne Brown, Kevin Scott, Jen Heddle, and Kirsten White. Uh, all of them had stories featured, including stories of Jedi and Sith, one of which I have right next to me here. Uh, the new comic, Hyperspace Stories, that's coming from Dark Horse. And two really cool announcements. One was kind of rumored, but we got a confirmation. Uh, the Starlight Stories Collection. Uh, which got confirmed. These are all the short stories that have been in the Star Wars Insider magazine about the High Republic, written by Justina Ireland, Kevin Scott, Charles Soule. Uh, so now that we're in publishing announcements, always also from here on out for our video folks, a lot of these pictures are going to be things that me and some of the other folks live tweeted. So these are you know camera phones on displays as best we can get. But this is the cover of the officially announced collection. And guys, I know that some of us have read these, some of us haven't. How awesome is it that they're going to collect all these for folks that may not have gotten the magazine this year? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I see huge. this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Charles. There's a, there's a, there's a hair of a delay with want... my crappy internet, so sorry. <laughs> That's okay, man. No, I just want to say it's it's huge because um, you know not everyone has the opportunity to get their hands on those magazines. It is a, a relative expense, and we're already spending a lot of money on the novels and the comics and all these other things. So I think it's pretty perfect that they're releasing these in this way, and and the the cool thing about the High Republic initiative for a lot of us, even that have been fans for a long time, is just that there was a moment to get in on the ground level of something when mm-hmm. when the train had left the station long before a lot of us were fans, right? Not not too many of us, at least in this Utini community, were around in you know seventy seven for the original. So knowing like hey this is something that's really special this brand new era that's kicking off i want to get it on the ground level getting a chance to get the 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 complete story 100 percent of it even these small things from the magazines i mean that's pretty incredible yeah and in the chat we see yes stephanie of course it's real you pre-ordered it in march there's absolutely a link that went around uh that people can pre-order it on it's great to get a cover image. And Justin, as far as if it's going to be an ebook, it's a great question. Uh, Titan Publishing works a little bit differently because they are also a comic publisher. They do a lot of visual things, uh, I would assume. Uh, but, of course, when those pre-order links are up, 
great segue. It's all going to be on utini.com. We're going to have a book profile for it. Uh, we're going to give you all the info you need on it. So that was great to see. But y'all, for me, my most excited thing probably at this panel was the announcement of the High Republic Chronicles of the Jedi, which is an in-universe illustrated guide to the galaxy's golden age from our friends at Inside Editions who do all the lightsaber books, who do things like that, written by Cole Horton, who's written a ton of nonfiction Star Wars. Uh, he was at a, a publishing panel we'll probably talk about next week. But he's writing this as if you are living in the High Republic era, learning about the Jedi, and front and center, look at that, we got freaking Elzar, Avar, and Stellan. Here's the cover image. Um, fellas, I am, I am beyond stoked for this one. I, I mean, reference books about the High Republic is something we've wanted since we read Light of the Jedi. Yep. Big, big. And pictures. pictures. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Too many I'm looking for this. <laughs> yeah. In-universe stuff is always fun, I'm looking fun for too. something to validate what my, what my mind is thinking when I read about those characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got to say, no, like knowing what Insight does with things like the Lightsaber Collection, adding things like, you know, Kyadi Mundi has two crystals because of this reason, and the secrets of Jedi and Sith stuff of like, oh, here's the actual, like, you know, the secrets in the, the sacred Jedi texts and things like that. There's so much lore to expand, and I'm so excited about it. And they, they went about it a little bit, but then they put up this picture that had the full slate of new projects that we're getting. And it was actually pretty freaking impressive when you think about it. These are all the non, two High Republic S things, but two non-High Republic. Brotherhood that just came up, Queen's Hope that just came out, Padawan's coming up by Kirsten White. We also have the Princess and the Scoundrel coming up, Shadow and the Sith. They talked about the Tales of the Rancor Pit comic, Hyperspace Stories comic, Mandalorian comic, Stories of Jedi and Sith. And more, and it was like, my gosh, there's, we, we talk about this hiatus until we get phase two of the High Republic, which we're about to talk about in the next panel. But there's so many great things. And I want to show you guys uh, something that I got in relation to this. There was tons of book signings over, over, the, over the panel at the Del Rey booth. And I was lucky enough to meet Adam Christopher, who did Shadow of the Sith. They were giving away this poster uh, for free. He was so, so, so kind. Uh, and we're actually working on getting an interview with him on this show, so look forward to that. And on the back side of that was a poster for The Princess and the Scoundrel, which is, again, one of the most beautiful covers we've seen thus far. So, again, poster tube, poster tube, poster tube. <laughs> I was so excited about that. Uh, so, guys, I want to ask, out of, out of all those confirmed things, because then we have two bits of speculation, what are you most stoked about, uh, either about things that were talked about at this panel? Again, we live-tweeted the whole thing with some quotes. Um, they got some folks really excited. But what got you excited about any of these projects? Okay, so Tales from the Rancor Pit? That looks like, that looks like a gruesome comic that they could definitely come my way because <laughs> I love the... I love the Tales of the Bounty Hunters. I love Tales from Mos Eisley Cantina. So this one... Tales from the Rancor Pit, how you get, or how they watch people get completely dismembered by Rancor? I, I don't know. I mean, it's just maybe a, that's just a thought that could be my mind, but it's also a comic book for kids, so they may not actually do that. I don't know, but that's, that's one of the most interesting um, of, the, of the comics, or even of all the literary things they have on this, uh, on this yeah. panel, so I'll throw that back up so everybody can see it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty red. Kevin talked a lot about that being, uh, if you're any fan of Tales from Vader's Castle, it's a similar uh, frame story where a guy is dangling over the rancor pit, 
and he has to tell a story to Jabba so he doesn't die, essentially. And he tells these stories. <laughs> One of them includes Ty Yorick, as Justin said in the chat, from the High Republic. I uh, love Kevin getting to write her again, so that'd be great. Uh, Charles, what's hitting your fancy out of these? I, I think I'm going to go with Shadow of the Sith. I mean, of course, I'm going to be excited for, you know, one of the full-length novels. But I am really excited to see an era that kind of has not been fleshed out all that much. That's not the High Republic. You know, seeing that Luke post ROTJ, I think that's going to be pretty special. Seeing Lando get pulled in, seeing a lot of elements that they've been fleshing out more since they finished up the actual Skywalker saga. Some things that maybe left some... Some question marks, some head scratching. I think we're going to get some important information out of that novel. So that's probably where I'd go to. And I would love to get that that uh, book. I, I can't remember the name now. The one with uh, with Obi-Wan's face on the front. Stories of Jedi and yes. Sith. That's the, yes. that con-exclusive cover. Yeah, I need that. I need that one day. One day for, for my bookshelf. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, but that, of course, they put up at the end because the publishers like to mess with us all the time. Uh, they put up this giant photo, which I snapped. It is a photo of characters that, quote, might have a project coming up. And this is the most in tune with the community thing I've maybe ever seen. Because this photo here includes such characters as Veers, uh, which I can confirm George Veers Watch, uh, Castal himself, was in attendance. Uh, but they also have folks like Dex, Max Rebo, Sabe, Freaking Therm Scissor Punch, Dash <laughs> Rendar, uh, and for, especially for you, Charles, what's that at the bottom there? Uh, what's that little vehicle we see on, the, on that bottom row? Oh, a pod racer? Now this is pod racing. Oh. Absolutely. My word. <laughs> been a long time coming, guys. Charles, you've been w- trying to will that into existence for like three years, my friend. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, and it's so fun. I, I love that idea that it's like, Eh, maybe some of these are getting something. I am also one of those people that fell in love with Therm Scissor Punch off the Denny's card. So, you know, all these random characters. <laughs> who knows who shows up? Uh, There's Kira there. Kira's there. Yep. Jackson. Jackson. We know we're getting as long as Kevin Scott is writing Star Wars. There's gonna be Jackson every year. True. Right. We are. Uh, but Ray Sloan is there in the top right, left as well. Haven't seen her in quite a mm. while. So, a lot of cool possibilities. We did, however, see get confirmation. That on the panel, uh, E.K. Johnston, Rodney Barnes, and Delilah S. Dawson all raised their hands when asked who is working on the project they cannot talk about. So that'll be maybe maybe we get that next celebration. We get that confirmation. Mm-hmm. But uh, last thing we want to talk about on this week's episode, like we said, this is going to be two episodes for sure. Uh, but let's end talking about one of the most hyped up panels that we had. This one actually was fully live streamed because there were thousands of people watching it which is still surreal. And y'all, that was the higher public panel. Thousands of folks on the second biggest stage at Star Wars Celebration got together to talk about the High Republic. And I loved it. Um, so let's jump into what, right, what we saw, right? First thing was Kristen Baber was, was, was uh, talking about her art of the High Republic that got an official cover. And look at this with official art of, looks like, Briaga, Stellan, Keeve, and Yoda. And Young got, Yoda. Yes. Uh, Charles, did you get to catch this live stream at all? I did not see this one. Some of this information Perfect. actually might be new for me. You'll get you'll get raw reactions. All right. Well, let's scroll through some of these interior arts that we got um, because we got to see quite a bit of it. First of all, here's the Marcion or Marcion 
as they, they had a lot of fun with that on the panel with Mark Thompson and Charles Soule. <laughs> uh, the design process of him, including, like, pieces of ships that were, like, grafted onto his armor at one point. And, y'all, I, I, this is the kind of stuff I love. I love the art books, all the Phil Sostak stuff, and it looks like they're taking that kind of care with the High Republic, too, doesn't it? Yeah. For sure, and you know, I love the the author of this too. is is so fun and so cool, and and she seems like she's really into this kind of techie stuff. And uh, she had a lot of fun on the panel. It seemed like talking about like like you said, Mark Yun's battle trophies, kind of on his uh, armor, it was really fun to see. Yeah, yeah, it almost looks like we got a little bit of a face reveal here in these concept arts. Yeah, because so. they, they mentioned <laughs> that early on they weren't sure what his race was going to be, so they kind of. Played with it a bunch before we heard in, in Eye of the Storm, his race. Again, go get that comic if you'd like. Uh, but, of course, we had some other pages that were amazing as well. Not just so dark. This was the loudest applause of art because this included, <laughs> quote, Top Knot Yoda, uh, who had hair. <laughs> Charles, what do you think about Top Knot Yoda? <laughs> Yo, is Yoda, is that sexy Yoda? Like, is that what this actually is? Um, it's man holy smokes, man. I'm digging. I'm digging are you, are, the are man Are you implying bun. that there is an unsexy Yoda? I bun? am indeed, and I <laughs> am willing to fight over that. I like it. Uh, wow. I was not expecting to see that. And there are different ones, too. I like... Uh, yeah. Wow. It's got... You know, you know that actually reminds me of the... Uh, oh, gosh. Now, now that I say this, of course, it's going to run out of my head. This reminds me of some of the early, like, Kurosawa films, like the actual, the full-on samurai hairstyle that we don't yep. necessarily always see from the Jedi. Straight up mm-hmm. Hidden Fortress with the hairline Thank you. at the top. Exactly. Guy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and uh, I'm not saying that we know who d- decided it should be Todd Knight Yoda at the beginning, but if it wasn't Daniel Jose Older, I'm going to lose a bet. Um, so we love that one, but then the the next poster, this is the goodest boy in the world, and and another one of the greatest men in the world. It's uh, it's Bell Zetafar and Ember. Look at all the little embers, guys! Look at Ember's little ears. I mean, he's like, <laughs> listen, every, everybody. Ember is, Ember is a devil dog, man. I know, dude. Everybody's <laughs> always like, oh, he's so cute. I'm like, dude, he looks like he wants to tear your throat out. Like, what are you talking about? This guy is scary, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but he wouldn't unless you try to mess with Bell. Then you deserve it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just love how dynamic this art is on this page here. Like. We get the covers, which is great. We get we get way more art for the Higher Republic than we get for any other books, to be clear. But the amount of different poses and even like the fabric that we see, like it's really just expanding so much here. And I love seeing the tabards in full view and all these kind of, you know, the anatomy of Ember and all these things. And I think this book is really just going to blow us away when it comes out later this year. And again, I believe, oh, I don't know, my outline. I believe this is from um, Abrams. This is from Abrams. All the art of books are from them. So. Get those pre-orders in. Cannot wait. But, of course, that's not the only things we got revealed at this panel. We got five new covers revealed for High Republic projects, including the first, which is Convergence by Zorada Cordova. Cover not final, but, y'all, if this was final, I am good with it. (laughs) Corey, I'm guessing you love it because there's a badass Jedi chick with a purple lightsaber on the cover. That is correct. (laughs) Also, the color scheme is very uh, striking. I was a big fan of this. Yeah, this one really kind of blew me away. And, and it's the only one that I believe people are going to correct me on this. We haven't had a solo character on a book before. Hmm. It's usually a team. Hmm. That's so interesting I find that idea. very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, Charles, so this says cover not final. What are your artistic notes on how it could be better? 
Um, well, you know, the it, trap, there's a lot know. more color than the usual cover knot finals, uh, which is good, I think, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I like this. I like this art style. The High Republic is never, it really has never put out a weak cover, I don't think, thus far. There are a lot of the different ones you can get, and some are better than others, depending on what your likes are, but, but it has never yeah. had a bad cover on a book. Completely. Yeah, it's, got, it's got kind of a, a, like a fresh painting vibe yeah. right now. Yeah, you can not, see the brush strokes. It's not a photo. Yeah. yeah looks what great. if Mona Lisa was a Jedi? That's what this question answers. <laughs> well, Panic of the Disco would know eyebrows. her ballad. That's for sure. That's for all you that went to the mosh emo night. Uh, the next one we got, uh, because we already got Trail of Deceit earlier. This is the middle grade novel from George Mann, Quest for the Hidden City. This looks like a 1980s Dungeons and Dragons RPG, and I love it. This is uh, so fun. <laughs> Obviously, characters we don't know. But I like how the guy in the back is just holding his lightsaber like, I don't know what to do with this. Or is she holding two lightsabers? I think she's holding two. She's holding two. Never mind. You step back, my guy. Uh, yeah, she's protecting him. <laughs> can you imagine being a kid and seeing this at a book fair when you're like 11? Oh, that's this a must-have like... from the Scholastic <laughs> Book Fair. For sure. That's, oh, for that's sure. going in the bag. Yeah. Uh, love that we got George's book here. And there's another George announcement we're going to get to in a couple slides uh, that blew my brain out of my skull. Uh, oh. But we got these two. Next cover we got, I believe, uh, is for a comics project. So this is the Higher Public Adventures. They're coming to Dark Horse. Confirmed, written by a George man. He came back just that quick. The Nameless Terror. Well, I guess we know what that is. Uh, for anyone that has caught up with the Higher Public, this is fun. This is very much what the Higher Public Adventures line has been. A little older, though, right? A little older characters than we were used to. Um, and what do you guys think that's going to, how's that going to affect kind of the tone? Of the higher public adventures going forward, if it is maybe older Jedi than like Lula, Zine, and Court and stuff. Yeah, I think it might pull more readers in. I mean, more of the people who are reading sure. the rest of the material. And I think for those of us at least that are that are caught up with everything that's come out this far, you know that while maybe every last panel of every comic isn't essential to follow the larger story, they make sure to reward those people who are reading everything in right. as many projects as they can. If you're only reading the adult novels, that's absolutely fine. Do whatever you want to do. Experience this however you want to experience it. But you'll get those little extra bits of information that make it more fun if you're reading these comics. So maybe it was an effort to do that. You can't say for sure. But either way, this is something that I'm going to try to be reading. Yeah. And Justin, absolutely. So glad Dark Horse is back. I really love the High Republic Adventures at IDW, but there's something special about seeing that horse in the top left corner of a Star Wars comic, right? Uh, so we got two more that we got covers of from previously announced projects. The next one is what we assume is happening. Star Wars The High Republic. This is Ario Anandito and Kevin Scott coming back to do the mainline comic. It's still called The High Republic, but in true Marvel fashion, it's just a new number one issue. A good jumping nice. on point. They really they really emphasize that phase two can be a jumping on point for folks, which is very cool. Right. Um, oh, thanks for the subscribe there. Appreciate it. Um yeah, th- I mean, it's two Jedi back-to-back holding lightsabers ready to kick some ass. <laughs> this, I mean, yes. come on, this is, yeah, that, this, this is a Star Wars cover. What else cover. are you going to say? <laughs> and a shadowy little figure. Yeah, who could that be in the background? Oh, it's Palpatine. Somehow Palpatine <laughs> has been born. <laughs> Somehow Palpatine traveled back in time. <laughs> no, that, I mean, that looks great. If you've been reading the, the High Republic comic that, that has been going on and it finished, if you haven't, you can get the trade paperbacks. All three volumes are out. Uh... One of my favorite projects in the initiative. I think Kevin writes this so well. And Ario's art, if you missed his interview on the Cosmic Force, our comic show, 
Go check that out. One of the most open, honest, really fun creators in the space. I'm so glad he's coming back for this. Uh, but as far as comics works go, the last cover we got, this might be one of the most anticipated we've ever had. Mm. The Blade by Charles Soule. The, the story Blade. of Porter freaking Angle. Yes. It, they really promise on this panel that this is going to be a very dark and kind of violent uh, <laughs> comic, which makes me very happy. Also, the blade might be like the coolest name of anything I've ever heard. <laughs> yes, and I think Michael Seglane he said it might be the most epic story they've told in the initiative because Charles Soule was saying, you know, he he bakes now in the, in um, phase one. If you know Porter Angle, he's a cook and he likes to kind of relax. But he's the greatest Sabersmith swordsman in the Jedi Order, and this is the story of why did he have to take a step back? Why did he have to back away from all this conflict? What did he do? And, man, if we're getting, like, a freaking Lord of the Rings knight Aragorn going into battle, taking down armies by himself, like, whoo, boy, this is, uh, this is <laughs> high on my list, y'all. I, uh, yeah, you can just see in the cover art that this is going to be it's going to be dark. You can see with his eyes kind of lowered a little bit, how he's kind of going through, going through some stuff, you know? Yeah. So, he's but troubled. that, yeah, that blade, I, I would love for that blade to be um, at Galaxy's Edge, just to say. Oh, the blade of the blade? The blade. The blade the, oh, it's the blade blade. It's the blade blade. The bl- uh, blade's blade. <laughs> so we got all those. And then, I, uh, Charles, I got to ask you this question. Um, first of all, who is your favorite, really kind, um, British writer of like short stories that might be like folklore ish. If you had to pick one, oh man, I guess I would have to say the man, George Mann. Okay, yep. Okay, great, great man. answer. Um, and then what is your favorite planet that houses a bunch of religions in like an anthology Star Wars movie? Maybe where you'd meet characters like a Cheer and Way type. Maybe I would throw Jetta up there. I, I don't know. It's a solid one. That there's. Okay, great. Solid option. And maybe. That could maybe. Be right. and, and if you had to pick a medium of storytelling that involves like many people working together, but, but not, not on camera. It's like similar, mm-hmm. but it's only mm-hmm. auditory. What, w- what would that be if you picked one? Some sort of audio drama, audio book, yeah. Okay, okay. Great random answers. Good Never try. practiced. Mm-hmm. Good try. Um, well, good for you, Charles, because we're getting the freaking Battle of Jeddah by George Mann, an audio drama original in 2023. Oh, my oh, God, guys. Cover not final. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. How is that cover not final? That's a fantastic cover. I know. <laughs> it is. This, the, 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 that yellow triangle is the part that's not final. They're going to take that off later. So, you know. Uh, yeah, this, uh, okay. this battle, this sounds, this sounds fantastic. Uh, battle of Jetta. I've, uh, you know, I'm such a big fan of the audio dramas and George Mann, this is his introduction, you know, kind of into the, you know, the big leagues, if you will. Right. And, uh, Jetta is a story that we've all wanted told and since Rogue One. I mean, yes. I don't know that any of us could want this more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw those giant statues of the Jedi in the sand. At some point they had to be upright, right? Like, this True. was a place where that oh, worked. Right, right. Yeah. Allegedly. And, Je- and apparently Kevin Scott said a lot of the comic took place on Jeddah as well. Um, so Jeddah's going to be a huge thing in Phase 2. And he there was a quote. I forget the wording of it. But it was something like, like the Jedi are a false religion on Jeddah. Sure, but there's a bunch of them. So how do they work in that way? And Justin, great question in the chat. Oh, Wes, if we can go back to that slide real quick so I can read this off. Sure. He said, release the script book alongside the audio. 
you're in luck. The audio is going to be out January 3rd, 2023, and the script and ebook is coming on Valentine's Day, February 14th. So we're guaranteed already. I know it's always been up in the air for these. We're guaranteed a script book. Those have been selling enough. So congrats, honestly, to the whole community for supporting these enough that now they're going to put out the audio and then they're going to put out the script and ebook so everyone can access this story by the, the middle of February. So cannot wait for that. Nothing says happy Valentine's Day like the Battle of Jeddah. If you're dating the right person, you're absolutely right, Charles. Uh, but, of course, that is not the only bit that they announced here. We then got three new freaking novels announced, guys, in spring 2023. We got the next adult novel. I have to gather my thoughts here. We haven't even gotten any, any novels of Phase 1 yet, or Phase 2. But we got another wave announced. The adult novel, for what we assume is going to be Wave 2 of Phase 2, is called Cataclysm by Lydia Kang. And the YA novel will be Path of Vengeance by Kevin Scott, his first YA for Star Wars, which is very fun. And then Quest for Planet X is going to be the middle grade novel by Tessa Gratton, which I mean... Planet X. What a freaking title for a middle grade. Hey, Bobby, you want Quest for Planet X? Hell yeah. (laughs) You remember... Well, y'all probably don't remember. I remember in when I was in elementary school, they always talked about Planet X as being the yep. tenth planet out there, and yep. nobody could find it. <laughs> and now there's only eight planets. What's this world coming to? Was, well, Planet but, yeah, X this is was the public. That's right, it was. Of course, um, but I mean, these covers are, I guess, the final covers, right? Because they don't have those little yellow. Uh, oh my god! Yep, they don't final. say cover that final. You're right. They're just the text. <laughs> but those will be those will be coming in spring. And um, actually, today we did get a confirmation that. The, the release dates of the first wave did get confirmed. I think there were some adjustments. So uh, Convergence, Zoretta Cordova's novel, is coming now in November. I believe Tessa Gratton and Justina Ireland's YA is coming in October, and George Mann's got moved around. Uh, we'll adjust those on the release schedule, if not already. Frank is always so on top of that. Uh, but just check your pre-orders if you have to know when those are coming. Last visual I want to show here before we talk about a little bit of the stuff that we got involved in the higher public before closing out tonight. We finally got a look at the nameless in cover art. These are the freaking terror monsters that were on Starlight Beacon in Fallen Star. And this is, these are gross. The terror monsters. These are nightmare For sure, that is an accurate description. These are making uh, Amber look like a golden retriever. Yeah, for sure. During the the panel, they... Somebody was talking, and the guy manning the slides accidentally made it go forward like a like a second too fast, and the whole yeah. audience like screamed. Yeah. It was like <gasps> like everybody like collectively, and then like everybody's like, "What is happening on on the stage or whatever?" And then they're like, "Yeah, all right." So then they had to move it along really quickly to get to it because uh, it was like like he he made it show it too fast. He flipped backwards, but it was too late. We all we all saw we all saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was great. Um, so the name was obviously connecting the phases as we thought, and then now as we as we run out tonight, I want to do a, a, a small brag, a little brag, just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit humble, a, a humble, brag. humble brag. Um, all five High Republic authors were at celebration. They're wonderful. If you thought they were as amazing in the interviews and everything in person, they're even better. They're the most gracious people in the in the community, and they did one signing with all five of them, and a bunch of us went there, and guys. This is now going to go on my wall yes. in my centerpiece. All five authors framed. and my framed poster. I am. I got very emotional when the fifth one beautiful. went on there. Um, I was just very excited about it. 
they're all great. And then for a lot of folks that were there, uh, we talked about this on our preview show. Oh, there's these five pack. There's three pack of higher public books for two hundred fifty dollars. How are we gonna get them? Well, if you're watching the video stream, you've noticed behind me here, Eric made a decision. <laughs> and uh, that was to go to the celebration store, grab the last one I literally saw, and here we go. I'm not going to unbox these yet. I might do a separate video where I take off the plastic and walk you through them. Um, but a bunch of us did end up getting the three-pack of High Republic books. Um, and, yeah, it's weird. They are larger than I would have they're thought. They're bigger than the other versions. Um, wow. Like, here's my head for scale. Thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that. Yeah, thanks for that uh, thumbnail. It's how, it's how most um, <laughs> but yeah, they're absolutely gorgeous to come in this little bookcase here. I'm not sure how I'm going to display them yet. But uh, it was cool because when I was in line, I met a bunch of cool folks in line. Uh, I, met, I met a guy who, was, who had never read High Republic, but he had these under his arm because they were exclusive. And we had a great chat about it. And I saw so many people grabbing these pretty expensive books. And between that... And seeing a packed Galaxy Stage Arena for the higher public, like publishing is in such a great spot, and so much of it is because of this initiative. And I think I just wanted to like, as we're kind of coming to the end of our part one recap, just say to end the first day at celebration with this panel of love for this brand new thing that launched during COVID, that launched when no one could go see these authors, when no one could have book reading parties or whatever you or whatever it may be. To see this love now was so overdue, and it was really, really something quite yeah. special. The and, uh, uh, the High Republic stage was uh, was was absolutely packed. Like there were standing room only in there. By the way, like there were like I think I heard somebody say yep. there were close to three thousand people in that. And I mean, <laughs> uh, like go, go, go look at the go look at the authors like Twitter accounts, and like all of them are just incredibly moved. And Kevin had some stuff to say today about like. You know, it's when it's just you and the internet and it's quiet and you don't have, you know, COVID, like they never knew if this was going to be good. And then all those toxic voices on the internet are really loud when it's just you and your Twitter feed and stuff. And like, so to be there, you know, in front of thousands of people dressed as the characters, you know, that they created and go up on a stage and they showed off all their costumes, like it was just really cool for them personally. And like, it meant a lot to be in the audience to kind of, share that love that we know that so many people in our community have, but you know, to get the authors be able to yeah. feel that in person is amazing. Three geode cosplayers as well. Just yeah. throwing that out there. <laughs> um, so that was pretty great. So that, that was all day one. And then the Obi-Wan premiere happened and we watched Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, uh, let's do last, last little view here. We, uh, we were in the arena for this premiere with the cast and crew, the red carpet of event, us, if you will. Yeah, it was a red carpet. They had never seen it. Yeah, and they gave us the they night, gave us the they gave us popcorn and <laughs> drinks and like all the, free, there's all the f- free popcorn, free drinks. Yeah, it was Completely great. Worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was truly a, a wild, a wild, wild day. This this is the this was the view uh, with the full cast afterwards, and this was also all these people uh, on their feet. This was also the first time that the entire Utini crew was able to coordinate something. Like we all decided to get together in line to go in together and watch yep. it together. And uh, like we were like, all right, we have to do this for lots of other panels. So like for going forward, I, it seemed like the first day where everybody was a little hectic, right? Right, we kind of went to their own ways and did their own yeah. stuff. But like getting together, like I think there were maybe eight or ten of us in one row, like for this, was really fun. Really fun. 
Missed you, Charles. Uh, there, there was a seat open for you. It was right there next to me. I missed you, man. <laughs> yeah. You, you messaged me immediately afterwards, and you said something. You were just like, "No spoilers," but dear God, and I, and I, I was, know. It I was know. the perfect. Uh, it was the perfect. Yeah. Tease then, the, then you, you told us like immediately you were going to watch it because I, I have to say, you know. I have a lot of criticism, quite frankly, of the way that they do a lot of things at Celebration. I really hate that they make it so exclusive where you, you don't win the lottery. You don't get this once-in-a-lifetime thing. You know, They crammed everything into that first panel, and that kind of sucks if you didn't win that first panel. I hate that. But smart move by Lucasfilm to immediately release it online. Immediately. Yeah. Like yes. right after everybody saw it. You know, you screw those guys that had their phones out and were filming it, even though they tried to prevent it, right? Like they, they put it online immediately, which is what they should do for stuff like this. So, you know, kudos yeah, yeah. to them for doing that right. It was great. Yeah. And uh, it was just a perfect first day. And next week, we're going to tell you all about the rest of the weekend. Before we go, though, I am going to say one more thing. It's on a personal note because I don't want to – I got to put it away, frankly. I don't want to drag all my personal stuff into it every week. But uh, Charlie and I were lucky enough to start Friday by meeting the man, the myth, the legend himself, Ewan McGregor. Yes. Uh, mere hours after watching his show, he was so gracious. Um, and I, it's, it's Ewan McGregor. Guys, I don't know. Like, I was I, – look at my he face. He touched you, dude. He touched me. <laughs> he was amazing. Um and, and I, Charlie, I, yeah, <laughs> we were absolutely dumbstruck. And there were people in front of me that needed to like take a, uh, a like a do over picture. And he was like, yeah, it's fine. It's 1030 in the morning. You know, oh, it, awesome. he, he was probably tired, uh, but he was there. He was present. He was so kind. Uh, everything you wanted. And now I, I, I have met Hayden Christensen and Ian McGregor, both wearing my Utini shirt. And uh, I'll get a double frame and put that up somewhere. But it was uh it was something, Charles. I, I I brought your spirit into me in that moment, and I hope you felt it as I said it back to you. Uh, I felt I felt a tingle down my arm sometime early on Friday, so that's probably what that was. Thanks that for was that. <laughs> that was it, and uh, so let's start our celebration. And, and next week, folks, just as a little preview for you, we're going to take you through the nonfiction panel, which is great. The Attack of the Clones 20th anniversary, um, a little bit of the Disneyland After Dark event that Charlie and I went to. Um, our panel, of course, on Saturday morning, the Mandalorian Plus panel, the Tales of the Jedi, our celebration, Bad Batch Season 2, and the end of celebration and future announcements. So there's still so much to talk about. Obviously, it's why it took four whole days, but it was um, it was a life-changing experience, straight up. It is an experience that made me think, you know what, how do I get to London without a thought and I, I can't wait to talk to it, about it more with you guys next week after we have slept. Full, full stop. After we have slept. Uh, I think that's important. <laughs> uh, I just love this so much. And all of these things, coupled with meeting so many of you guys, of listeners and viewers, along with our own teammates who I have loved like brothers and sisters for years now, um, was one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done in my entire life. So I hope that that passion and joy is radiated for at least this first bit. And I hope next week you come on back, whether you're listening on audio or you're watching on video, we're going to be just as excited. And, oh, my goodness, I hope to have a, a upper register when we do that again. Any last thoughts, guys, on what was quite literally day one? 
I, uh, I just want to, I just want to say thank you to our community, uh, especially and to our patrons. I mean, we spent a lot of money to be here. I mean, we, we really made a lot of yeah. a big presence and we spent a lot of money and put a lot of work into it and went and set this thing up and we had bookshelves and like, I mean, we spent several thousand dollars to make an appearance at celebration. We certainly could not do that without our listeners and our community and our Patreon. And like, you know, you guys knew that like Utini you know, our mission is real and, you know, we, we push that, like, it's not fake. It's not just to make a buck. Like we really do want everybody to get into this books and comics universe with us. Cause it's so joyful and so much fun. And like, you know, you guys knew it first, right? You were the hipsters first. And we, we, uh, we couldn't have, <laughs> we couldn't have pushed this out the way that we did and made an impression the way we did without all of you. So thank you. Seriously. That's right. Also, yeah. you know what? You're not getting away with that, Jared. I see you in the chat. Did we mention the running of the hoods? We didn't get to it yet. Side that on today, our very own Jared Mays did the running of the hoods. The Wilro hoods got approved for a costume, sprinted throughout <laughs> one of the best traditions of Star Wars Celebration. And I think that's another thing that, you know, we're not going to talk about as specifically all the traditions of Star Wars yeah. Celebration. Were, were I'm, sh- I'm sure Jared will talk about that on Let Us Look Back. So check that out for sure. Tune in on Thursday, next Thursday. Um, Wes, anything additional on your end, man? I was. I was happy, but I was I was very humbled by people that were coming by and saying, "Yeah, I've heard of you, Teeny." And and even in the ones that came by, I was like, you know, I never really thought about getting into the books. And then we have a conversation uh, about you know where you should start, and then you know um, how you should like get between the OT and the sequel trilogy, the prequel trilogy. And there was one there was one interaction that I had, and um, a lady had come by and she said that it, her daughter really reads these books. She really trying to get into these books. And we recommended some to her. He recommended Lost Stars to her and she was she was very perceptive and she she agreed with like everything we were saying and um and we pointed her over to the Del Rey booth and she had bought Lost Stars for her daughter that day like that second after we had that conversation. Wow. And that was what I thought it was all about. It was all about, you know, introducing people to the books and not trying to be uh, to push you about it or trying to be like overzealous. You're just saying that, you know, if you want to see more stories outside of these movies and TV shows that you see on Disney plus, there are hundreds out there that you can start. And then we are a great launching point with, for that, with the timeline and the website and the YouTube channel, just our entire community and our discord and very welcoming discord that we have. So every, just the humbling experience of, of having people come by and say, "Hey, I've seen your YouTube show. Of course, I know what Utini is." And then even the fans that just that got to learn it for the first time, the first time we yeah. introduced people to this wonderful thing that Patreon and even everybody that's part of our part of our community and YouTube subscribers that have really made us who we are today. And thank you, as Corey, it's thank you very much for doing all that you've done to help us bring what we love to to you. Yeah, Charles. Well, for me, I I think, you know, I had the unique perspective of just following along peripherally. But for our listeners, uh, I bet maybe even the majority of them had a similar experience. And I think what I took away from everything was honestly just how special it was for everyone who was there. And to think about how, you know, this is this has remained a bucket list item for me to get to Star Wars Celebration. It makes me excited for the future. You know, as jealous as I am, as much as I wish I was there and had some of these experiences, 
this community has has you know fostered the mindset of just celebrating even for the the people around you that are that are having these experiences so it meant a lot to me just to hear the stories from you all about what was going on there about the things that you got to see about the things that you got to do the people you got to have these conversations with even listening right now you know to to y'all recount some of these conversations that one in particular Wes I mean it's really it's truly special and it's something that just really lights that fire to to stay involved and to keep you know working on these things and to keep hopefully making a positive impact and and to receive these positive things back it's just it's really rejuvenating and i think that you know speaking as an outsider i think that what happened at celebration this year for utini is just going to propel things even further in the years to come and i'm really really stoked to be a part of that yeah i mean I mean, just to piggyback on everything you guys said, it, it's all tr- it's all true. It's all true, as Han would say. And I think my biggest takeaway from this first day, especially that carried on into the weekend, was that the small pockets of toxicity online are not the p- real picture. Not even close. They're so insignificant uh, next to the power of the force, right? I mean, quite literally, being at Celebration... And being completely checked out to all these voices, all these things that we that even I even though I'm not obviously part of those toxic communities that I consider and I know about, I was just in, immersed in people that loved a thing as much as I loved it every second of the day. I'm like, oh, this is why it's called celebration. It's not called Star Wars Fan Expo. It's not called, you know, Star Wars of Aganza, whatever it may be. It's Star Wars Celebration because that is the verb that describes the community and describes everyone that we are. And I think here at Utini, it makes complete sense, Corey, why you wanted to start doing these podcasts after Chicago. That's why this show exists because we realized we are going to celebrate Star Wars every day of the year, no matter what city we're in, no matter what piece of content we're watching or reading. We are going to celebrate with everyone we're around, and I hope if you're watching this, you're listening to this, you're in our community, wherever you are, it doesn't matter if you're the only person in your home reading that book, you are celebrating Star Wars, and we will never stop doing that. I swear to you, every week, every year, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, the Utini community will celebrate every second of every day. And that, my friends, will do it for this first part of celebration on this week's episode of the living force. If you support us on Patreon again, thank you so much. You made this weekend possible. I hope you loved everything we're able to bring you from celebration. There is so, so, so much more to come. A special thank you to OK Endar, Brian Dooley, Patrick Ortiz, Earl Q, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I am at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Corey M. Helton. Charles is at C. Hankel. Wes is at Boss Wes. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, who I have now met. And Wes, your producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for podding me tonight. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening for the first time or for the hundredth. We love you. We are all going to sleep. And may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. 
There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.